0: if you need a laugh here on your behalf it's batmates are we fighting crime or just
1: wasting time it's batmates punch boom crash kapow stream a download holy
0: cow you can stop listening now to batmates because we're
1: batmates oh.
0: Hello and welcome to Batmates, a podcast whose invitation to DC fandom must have gotten lost in the mail, but I'm sure we'll be there next year. <laughs> My name is Becca, and she comes in colors everywhere, she combs her hair, she's like a rainbow. I, that's totally not the, that's not how the song goes. <laughs> I did get the lyrics, didn't get the melody. Okay,
1: do you want to redo it? <laughs>
0: She comes in colors everywhere. She combs her hair. She's like a rainbow. You're <laughs> still flat. I don't know what
1: goes. I'm
0: sorry. Well, uh, that was. She's like a rainbow.
1: Okay. That was Becca's intro. I, I, I have
0: a. I have a. I have a BA in musical theater.
1: My name is Josh, and I bought seventy dollars worth of Booster Gold comics last week.
0: <laughs> I will never financially recover.
1: <laughs> well, so as we opened up with DC Fandom happened, we've been away from the podcast for like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. So uh, I we had was... a nice
0: vacation. Thanks for asking.
1: We did. We did. Uh, let's start with a little bit of news. We're going to be talking about all the stuff that happened in DC Fandom, and then we'll be talking about the Rainbow Creature. Ooh. Oh, and for new listeners, if you decided to pick up this one, uh, we are a couple, we love each other, we talk about Batman, and we talk about silly Silver Age villains. Yeah,
0: and sometimes we sing. <laughs> sometimes it's good.
1: Sometimes it's good. Uh, if you want to hear our good singing, go listen to our holiday special.
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Okay, uh, first on the docket, I figured I'd start us off strong with the best piece of news to come out of DC fandom. Little Caesar's Pizza <gasps> is running a partnership ad campaign with the upcoming Batman film. Ooh! And they're asking TikTok users to, quote, create videos of themselves depicting how they would navigate everyday life if they were Batman, and then tag the videos with hashtag be like the Batman.
0: What? <laughs> okay so how
1: i'm not done yet okay winners of the contest will be cast in a future commercial as part of the ad campaign
0: okay so how i would navigate life if i was a billionaire with a superhero secret yes uh pretty easily i feel I don't think there's a single problem in my life that couldn't be solved if I had a billion dollars. You
1: know what? I made the mistake of not going on TikTok and looking to see what the hashtag videos were. I don't want (laughs) to. Me neither. I might
0: after we record this. I
1: dislike TikTok enough that I don't think I'll ever watch a single one of these. Oh my
0: god. How you would navigate life...
1: How you would navigate everyday life if they were the Batman.
0: Okay. It's not like... (laughs) He doesn't, like, his his everyday life is, like, pretty whatever. It's just he lives in a city full of supervillains. Well. We don't live in a city full of supervillains. What if they mean. So why would I need to navigate everyday life as Batman? What would
1: they, what would they, what if they mean how you would navigate your everyday life if you had to dress up in a bat costume? If I
0: had to or if I could?
1: No, no, if. I guess if you were, if you were the Batman, that says, okay. if they were the Batman.
0: Okay. My argument is that we don't live in a world that ne- necessitates a Batman, I feel. Mostly.
1: <laughs> okay. I see you.
0: I feel like a Batman just makes our world messier.
1: That's true. Honestly. That's Especially true.
0: with his, you know, black and white morality.
1: <laughs> I suppose so.
0: Yeah interesting i mean i can just okay here's my here's my pitch. For right, a i want your pitch
1: and then we're gonna hop on take that we're gonna record it okay give me what it's gonna look like
0: okay it'll be me at a vending machine
1: <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> I'm, i already love it <laughs> and instead of pressing the buttons i just whip out three batarangs and i fling them in rapid succession at the vending machine to hit the buttons that i need to get my <laughs> to get to get my funyuns here's the twist is they get stuck halfway halfway through dropping
1: uh-huh. and
0: and um, I get really angry and I punch it <laughs> I punch the vending machine
1: <laughs> and and you say uh, uh, I'm not wearing hockey pads or yeah. what What does he say in the trailer for the new movie? Because doesn't he like say something to the the, the, like, the bad guys? Yeah, uh,
0: he just says I'm vengeance. Oh, I'm sure, ve- <laughs> <laughs> and then he. <laughs> He we'll talk about it, but he electrocutes a guy for like a disquieting amount of time. So we'll see. Yeah, anyway, that's how I would navigate my everyday life if I had to dress up as Batman, which I think is the assignment, but I'm not sure I understand. I will be sending an email. I
1: was also unclear on it. We should call up Little Caesars Pizza and ask them what exactly they need us to do. We should
0: call up TikTok. We should call up that one girl who's like fifteen, who's like the big TikTok star. I don't know her name. Charlie something. This could be anybody.
1: You're literally talking about anybody on TikTok. A 15 year old girl is like the majority of the people who use TikTok. I'm
0: pretty sure. Anyway.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Well, it's exciting. So, okay, they get to be in a commercial. Yes. Is it like a free pizza for life kind of thing?
1: I it doesn't say that. Okay. It just says you get to be in a commercial. I okay. guess the the reward is like air, you get to be on the air.
0: That's cool. Yeah. They'd probably send you, like, a swag pack. Yeah, they might, like swag f- pack. fly
1: you out to wherever they film the commercial.
0: Yeah. You'll maybe get, like, uh, I don't know, does CeCe's Pizza have... Not CeCe's, Little Caesars. Little Caesars. Sorry. Does Little Caesars have a mascot? Oh, it's a Little Caesar that goes pizza pizza, right? Yeah. You probably get, like, a little squish squishable, squishmallow <laughs> of him.
1: I, I would be very surprised if they even did that much. Yeah. They're probably like, you know, we'll pay the $150 ticket to fly you out here, and then... You know, pay for a hotel room for a night. You come to the set, we'll record the commercial, and then we send you home. Yeah. You get to eat something off the craft services table, which is Little Caesar's Pizza.
0: Exactly. <laughs> All right. Do you want to hear about movies now? I
1: do want to hear about movies.
0: <laughs> so, we're the way we're going to do this is I'll talk about the DC fandom announcements that had to do with the live action movies, and then Josh is going to talk about animation and video games, and maybe some other yeah, things. Yeah, a
1: bunch of different stuff.
0: So... The big headline, obviously. Uh, DC Fandom brought us a new trailer for The Batman, which is equal parts exciting and infuriating. (laughs) We get such strange shots as a cappuccino with a question mark foam art on top being drunk by the Riddler. (laughs) And shots of what I assume will be repetitive scenes of Batman and Catwoman on rooftops telling each other that they don't need each other. But it also has Bruce looking like a haggard prep school boy who has had 10 cups of coffee today (laughs) and a great wide shot of some sort of like detective word map that's been spray painted onto the floor. Mm. It's got the names of like some of the people who are confirmed to be victims. Like Uh. there's like a mayor who's not Hamilton Hill who gets murdered. And then there's some other guy who's like forced to drive into a bank with like a bomb strapped to him. That's another name on the floor. I don't know. My favorite part is when Batman confronts the Riddler in prison and Riddler says, I've been trying to reach you and I really wanted him to continue with about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking that when I saw the trailer.
1: <laughs> you said he looks like he's uh, like had ten coffees. Maybe mm-hmm. he's been drinking the Riddler cappuccino.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think this movie's going to be cheesy in ways that it doesn't intend to be. But I hope it is. I'm here for it and I'm excited.
1: I hope it's like if it is cheesy, it's not like bad in the way that Dark Knight Rises is where it was just like none of this makes any sense. And it's, like, takes itself very seriously. Yeah. Because, like, that was the problem with, like, the Nolanverse built itself up to be super serious. And then they were, like, and now we got, like, a nuclear bomb plot. And every single police officer in the entire city is, is in a football field, stuck in a football field. No,
0: they were stuck underground.
1: Yeah, but they all went to the football field that, like, blew up and trapped them underground. I, I don't know. <laughs> It, it, that movie doesn't make any sense, and it takes itself too seriously to be as ridiculous as it is.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think so it's... I hope
1: that this movie either, like, makes it so that it's not too serious, or it doesn't take itself seriously and is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I think it's definitely going to go for that, like, dark gritty. Like, the, the parallels people are already making to it are, like, Zodiac- and, like, Seven. Mm. Like, those kind of, like, really... Gri- Although, I, honestly, I mean, I love Zodiac. I don't think that movie is, like, grimdark. No, not really. I mean, it's about real murders, so, like, they gotta show you what really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, like, I hate Seven, and I really like Zodiac. So, for me, they're, like, very tonally different movies. Um, but I think they can't... They can't... Go as far as they go in seven in a Batman movie. There's just no way that they could make a Batman movie that, like, upsettingly dark. Is seven, as much as I guess they want to. Is seven like, R rated? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay.
1: Well, this is this movie going to be R rated? I don't think it is, right? I have no idea. I would imagine that they would draw the line at PG thirteen. That's what they usually do.
0: Yeah. The last point I want to make uh, is something that's unconfirmed, but. It's something that I definitely noticed in the trailer, and it's going to be really upsetting if it turns out to be true. What's that? Which is that Colin Farrell, who mm-hmm. is Irish, oh. is playing the penguin, who is British, and he's giving him an Italian accent, <laughs> it seems. He only has, like, two lines, but it definitely seems like he's not British.
1: Yeah, I, maybe they were like, you're playing a gangster, and he was like, okay, Italian.
0: Got it. <laughs> Got I can it. Do that. I don't know. It's going to be weird.
1: It is. It is.
0: We have also watched some TikToks now. Yeah,
1: through the magic of editing.
0: Um, They're all really bad, so if you think that you could I honestly
1: think your idea would win us the contest based on the competition at this point in time. All right. It's only been out... The competition has only been out for a day at the the point that we're recording this. That's true. So there's still plenty of time for people to enter good ones, but I think the only ones that we've seen so far have been a man staring at the camera, another guy talking at the camera, but you can't hear what he's saying. And a cat. And then a cat.
0: Yeah. With like
1: dramatic background music.
0: You've got a good chance if you want to be in this Little Caesars commercial.
1: <laughs> Which I do, honestly.
0: Yeah. Moving right along.
1: Could you imagine if that was the way that like you or I kick-started our like acting career? Yes. <laughs> Little Caesars
0: commercial. Absolutely. There's tons of celebrities who like started in commercials. You know,
1: Jack Black was in the commercial for the Atari game Pitfall. That was like one of his first appearances on television. Interesting. Yeah.
0: love that. All right. Moving along to the next movie that everyone's really excited for, which is The Flash. Ooh. And The Flash didn't have a full trailer. It was like a first look uh, with some nice narration that was definitely Michael Keaton uh, Mm. as a a Batman. Yeah. And we're teased with shots of his rubbery cowl and the silhouette of the 89 Batmobile under a sheet. Um, and it does seem like it'll be a pretty faithful adaptation of Flashpoint, but I doubt Keaton is playing like Thomas Wayne's Batman. No. I think that would, that would piss people off. Yeah. Uh, there is a shot in the trailer that shows us two Ezra Millers in slightly different costumes. Um, and this could just be another alternate timeline Flash that decided to help out. But it is also entirely possible that it is reverse Flash pretending to be a friend before going behind Barry's back and killing his mother. Oh, So it's... This- it's an interesting idea that's been floated around. Okay. So we expect this movie will have a similar universe resetting ending like the comic Flashpoint, meaning that we can have movies in the established DCEU, like Shazam and Aquaman, movies that people liked, but we can also reset the things that people didn't like and have a new Batman and presumably a new Superman somewhere down the line. Hmm. Oh, and speaking of Aquaman, there was a trailer. I didn't watch it. I didn't see the first Aquaman, and I'm not going to see the second one. So I didn't take any notes on it. <laughs>
1: we could have watched the first Aquaman. We were in a hotel room and it was on the television well it
0: was like halfway through <laughs> i saw one scene from aquaman where she's it doesn't even make sense mira was like we need water and you're the closest source so she like pulls some sweat out of his face and like puts it in a thingy that you was
1: in the trailer you know you, that right you
0: could just spat in it <laughs> that's the quickest way to get water why do you involve magic just
1: that's true yeah quack
0: <clears throat> just haka <hock-o-looby. laughs> Uh, the next trailer was Black Adam, um, and it looks interesting, but I admittedly know nothing about the character, <laughs> hmm. and we don't see much in the trailer, uh, it's just the rock rising from the ground and getting shot a lot. And, and so then he flies kills a guy, the <laughs> he yeah. like
1: electrocutes a guy to death, or he like steals his vitality or something. Maybe. The guy like turns into a skeleton and then crumbles to dust on the ground. Yeah,
0: something like that. Uh, my main issue is that the, like, archaeologist, or whoever she is who awakens him, she uses, like, Shazam. That's, like, his wake word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like a, like a digital assistant. He's got a wake word. Uh-huh. And it's Shazam. Um, but it doesn't make sense that even though this is the wake word for, like, all of the people who have the same powers as, like, the hero Shazam, uh, but only Shazam is called Shazam. However... If I'm remembering correctly, Billy never names himself in that movie. He only says, like, I've become this guy. He doesn't give himself a name. No, yeah. Leaving the door open to the possibility of him someday being called Captain Marvel. And I would personally love if that happens in my lifetime. They
1: won't do it. No, they won't do it because they've made a deal with Marvel that they won't call him that.
0: Okay. I mean, deals change all the time maybe dc could get bought by disney and then (laughs) honestly they should be (laughs) i hope you're listening warner brothers sell dc to disney (laughs) they will do some great things with it no
1: they're making so much money off of it right now
0: i feel like if they did somehow both end up under the same parent company they might be able to have two captain marvels
1: yeah (sighs) i don't know I I also wish that they could just call him Captain Marvel because it makes the most sense. It doesn't Mm. make any sense to call him Shazam. Yeah. But I don't know. That's the way the the legal battle shook out.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Shazam, uh, we got a little teaser that doesn't show much besides Zachary Levi being cute and hugging people (laughs) on set. Um, and It showed off
1: more of like the other kids
0: a little bit, yeah. As they're like superhero versions, yeah. All we really learned is that Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu are going to play goddesses in this movie, um, and it still takes place partially in Philadelphia. And I look forward to dunking on their Philly inaccuracies, <laughs> like the inside of a SEPTA train looking like an MTA train, and the bridge the bus crashes into being over land instead of in reality where it's over water, um, and also the part where Shazam flies past like seven skyscrapers in a row when philly only has like two (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: true yeah we have let's see there's the like uh blue
0: comcast building there's
1: there's well there's two comcast buildings now yeah then there's like the blue cross building or whatever uh and then there's like a couple of hotels what's a radio station tower they got that one, too.
0: But none of them are, like, super tall. No. The only ones that are, like, really tall are the Blue Cross buildings and, and the, the Comcast, Comcast building, yeah, And that's it. <laughs> it's very strange. Uh, but I'm glad that director David F. Sandberg is back. Uh, you should check him out on YouTube. Uh, his channel is Pony Smasher, and he has a video that's just a complete takedown of CinemaSins, and it's about the logistical nightmare that making movies is.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that one's really, mm. really cool. They talk about the, like, scene where the kids go outside mm. to... What is this, like to see the villain or
0: something? No, the the scene is that like Billy runs away and the kids all run outside and they're wearing winter jackets. And it's because of like... They needed to be wearing those clothes because they go from like being in the house to like being at the Rock of Eternity to being like outside at the carnival, and they mm-hmm. couldn't change costumes anywhere in there. Yeah, and so that's why they need to be wearing jackets. But when they filmed that scene, they didn't have one of the girls available on set; she was filming something else. So they had to sort of like make it seem like, oh yeah, she's just inside, like she's still p- tying her shoes. Except they realized on the day that like her shoes have Velcro. So like, why did it take so long? <laughs> um, but no, the the one that I actually really like that he talks about in that is uh, there's a scene where Shazam is like kind of like flying through the mall Uh and he's like you spend so much time focused on like you know getting all the pixels around him correct and like you know uh, painting over the like three guys in morph suits that are behind him like with the little tuning fork that makes them rise and fall that you don't realize until way too late in the game that there are crew members still in the shot over here. <laughs> and the, o- the only thing you have time to do is like give them shopping bags and a mop so suddenly they look like shoppers and janitors and not crew members who are just standing around. <laughs> but then you know if you are looking it does look like oh there, there's people over here who aren't even paying attention to the flying man. Mm. Ding. But, you know, what are you supposed to do?
1: Yeah, I get you.
0: Yeah. Is there any more
1: live action movies?
0: Yes. Uh, Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to talk about Aquaman. But the only, the last thing I I did talk about was uh, Peacemaker. Got it. It looks fun. And looking forward to knowing what's going on with the bald eagle. (laughs) Uh, I'm sad that it seems like they're diverting from his origin story with his father being like a dead Nazi who talks to him inside of his helmet. Because uh, it looks like they will examine his relationship with his living father in this, and it's going to be like a completely different story. Hmm. Uh, but James Gunn always does a good job, so I'm sure it'll be great. And uh, John Cena gets to basically play himself, so nothing <laughs> can go wrong.
1: He gets to play like a meathead. <laughs>
0: yeah. Pretty much. I mean, John doesn't really have to do a lot of acting, honestly. He's not. <laughs> in my opinion, a super earnest person. Wow. So. It's true. That's, that's, you know what? He seems like a nice guy. He obviously cares about people. I'm glad that he cares about children and always, you know, comes to work, ready to work. But, um, yeah, it's not, I I feel like it's not really a difficult acting job for him to play Peacemaker. (laughs) So there you go.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to move on to animation. Okay. And, uh, first item on the docket here we got more concept art shown for bat wheels which Ooh. is that preschool show about the uh the batmobile and uh it looks like they have a robin uh like a robin car mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff um the theme song got revealed in the trailer so mm-hmm. uh you know it has an allusion to the 60s batman theme where it's like bat wheels instead of batman yeah that's silly yeah and uh the batmobile in the television series i don't know if we talked about this because i think we saw the character designs but the batmobile in this series sort of looks like the 89 batmobile which Mm -hmm. i'm i'm happy about (laughs) we also got um information on the batman caped crusader television series There was like a little um interview thing that they did with bruce tim uh, and J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves, who are the producers for the show. And this is that one that's like the animated series.
0: He's got really long ears. Yeah, the
1: only thing they have is like a teaser image where he has the long ears. He has like the weird big ears that he had in like the 1930s. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Tim claims that the series will go back to the animated series roots, starting from the beginning of Batman's career, And says that it will incorporate the 1940s art deco and film noir aesthetic heavily. Mm. Um, Gonna be honest with you, with Bruce Timm's recent track record, I am not optimistic about this series. Mm. (laughs) I also know that people have their issues with J.J. Abrams. Yeah. um, And what Matt Reeves does with the Batman character has yet to be seen. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know.
0: It's okay. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes sometimes Batman things come out of left field and surprise us. Look how much we enjoyed Batman Audio Adventures.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: If you had told me a year ago, like, hey, there's going to be like a Batman audio series. It's going to be like 90% SNL people. And yeah, it's going to be like a weird sort of like noir audio fantasy. I would have mm-hmm. been like, that sounds stupid as hell. <laughs> but it was really good.
1: Yeah, well, usually when SNL people try to do pop culture stuff, they are they seem a little out of touch. Yeah, so that's why. But you can really tell. Oh man, don't get me gushing about the audio adventure. Okay, <laughs> you can really tell that whoever made it really knows their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we also got a trailer for Harley Quinn season three, and uh, it looks rough.
0: Really? <laughs>
1: They're not done with the animation, so the trailer is just like storyboards oh, with no. voiceover.
0: Oh no. <laughs>
1: yeah. I
0: hadn't seen that trailer yet.
1: Um, it has a vague release date of 2022, and I mean, it looks like it's more of the Harley Quinn show, if you like that crass humor. Um, and you know, there's obviously there's like character development and stuff that's going on too, but... You know, it's it's just more of the same. If
0: you like crass humor and Batman not going down on Catwoman, watch <laughs> Harley Quinn season three. Yeah. Uh,
1: and then the, the best TV news, Young Justice season four is out right now. Yay. It dropped out of nowhere. There was rumors for a long time that it was going to have a release date of like October 21st or something. So it was speculated that it was going to come out next week. Um, but then DC fandom, they were just like, nope. Uh, it's out now. Streaming now. Go watch it. Yeah, go watch it. It's only the first two episodes, though.
0: Oh. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? What
1: do you mean, why? When,
0: why wouldn't they release it all at once?
1: Uh, probably because they're not finished. They're not done the animation.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> We've only, wa- we only watched one episode. I had no idea it was only two episodes. Yeah, it's
1: only two episodes. <sighs> Are they
0: both gonna be, like, boring Mars episodes? Because that first <laughs> one was kind of rough. I mean, it's fine. Which it just gave me lots of, like, you know vibes from the last season of all the apocalypse stuff that was so boring I mean
1: I it's sort of suffering from the uh like too many characters syndrome at this point yeah they have like way too many characters that have been introduced and too many storylines and plot lines to have like keep track of and then there was like a time skip so there's like a lot that you have to sort of refresh yourself I mean if you want to go ahead and rewatch the first couple of seasons because like they're very good.
0: Well, okay, so we don't know when the rest of the season's going to drop, right?
1: No, they haven't announced.
0: I might go back and watch season three. Okay. Just so I, like, know what the hell is going on. <laughs> and honest, okay, do you think this is going to be the season where Wally finally gets gets done being stuck in the Speed Force? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh no, I don't know. <laughs> okay. uh, he might at the very end of the season. I don't think they're going to bring him back like at the beginning of the season or in the middle of the season. If he does come back, it'll only be for like the last like episode or three.
0: Yeah. That episode last season, that's the only episode I remember clearly from last season is the one where Zatanna drops uh Artemis in like a dream where Wally's like she's basically in heaven and Wally's there and uh-huh. it's whatever and then at the end of it Zatanna's like no like I was able to recreate all of that he's not in heaven yeah, uh, I, I don't know where he is yeah
1: I can't sp- I can't like speak to the dead I can't take people to heaven that was just like an illusion that I created to help her work through her trauma yeah which is like deeply disturbing that's like one of the most like morally gray things that I've ever seen well you know what that's not true because in the comics she also like erases somebody's memory. <laughs>
0: Yeah, did, she, did they like? Did they make out that episode? Who? Wally and Artemis. Uh,
1: that's sure they kiss each other and stuff.
0: Okay, that's weird. If you think like Zatanna is like basically puppeteering like, Wally,
1: role playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Awkward.
1: Uh, and then the, so the final uh, animation news that I have is the Catwoman Hunted trailer released. The voice acting, writing, and animation seem amazing based on what we see in the trailer. Mm. You, I don't know, I don't think you watched it. You have to watch it. It's okay. really great.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, release date was announced, and it is February eighth, twenty twenty two. Is
0: so, it in this like current no. DC animation universe? No,
1: it's not. It's I think it's its own thing because it's like a different art style okay. and stuff.
0: When are they gonna? Okay, I'm just.
1: Uh, 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 right. so I said that that was the last piece of news, although during that announcement, they also said that there are four other animated features releasing this uh, this upcoming year, in 2022. Okay. And they Hit are... Hit me with those titles. Okay. There's a DC Showcase... That was, like, that collection of Ugh. things. And that's, that one, like, the main one is going to be centered around Constantine. Okay. Um, they have a DC superhero girls and D- and Teen Titans Go crossover film that they're going to do. Okay. Yeah, which is... Uh, I probably won't watch it. I didn't watch the first Teen Titans Go movie. No. And I don't watch the TV series either. Uh, they have a Green Lantern film that is subtitled Beware My Power, and this one, I think, is set in the newest animated movie con- continuity. Okay. If I had to take a guess. Okay. They, they don't, like, say specifically, but based on the way that they announced it, I think they said something like, the next entry in the DC film, blah, blah, blah. So it's probably going to tie in with the other stuff that we've already seen. Yeah. Um, and then a movie called Battle of the Super Sons, oh. which they say will be the first Fully CGI animated DC movie.
0: Oh no. Yeah,
1: that's what I thought too.
0: Oh, I'm picturing, I'm picturing like PS2 level graphics. (laughs) Like Harry Potter, Hagrid graphics.
1: I mean, I know that this show came out like, I don't know, probably five years plus ago, but I was imagining uh, Beware the Batman, which was the like CG Batman show that they came out with where every scene in it just looked dead like Gotham City looked like it was empty like there were no people in it because it was very simple animation and they like didn't have background characters oh my god so (laughs) that's what I'm worried that it's gonna look like yeah hopefully maybe they'll blow us away maybe it'll be like amazing CGI and it's gonna be like movie level I mean most of their like live action movies are majority CGI anyway like especially during fight scenes and stuff
0: I guess but, like, the animation's not even that good then either, and that's like 2D animation. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta have, like, Disney money in order to make, like, good CGI animation.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't
0: know. That's That doesn't sound good.
1: Well, okay. Or Disney talent. I will at I least... mean, the people at Warner Brothers Animation are talented, but are they CGI talented? I don't know.
0: They don't have that money. Uh, The only one of those that I'm mildly excited for would be the Green Lantern one, even though I don't like Green Lantern all that much. It does feel like they're doing a service by having each of the heroes that are going to be in the Justice League have their own kind of like solo movie before before they they do some sort of like Justice League team up. Yeah. So, you know, I thought it was really good. I I really like the Flash one. I really like the Superman one. I really like Vlog Halloween. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I mean I don't really
1: Oh and that was uh, Something else they announced They have like a deluxe edition Of the long Halloween Coming out At like the end of the year Or something
0: Alberto doesn't die In this one (laughs) Just kidding
1: (laughs) They were like It's gonna be in 4K And I was like It's animation Do you really need it Like who cares
0: Yeah Um, So you mentioned Superhero Sons (laughs)
1: Yeah Battle of the Super Sons Battle
0: of the Super Sons Okay Is, Is that a good enough segue For us to talk about Jonathan Kent
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Okay. I'm assuming Battle of Super Sons is going to be Damien versus Jonathan? Well,
1: again, like, they didn't say specifically they were, like, the next generation of heroes will clash.
0: Okay, Damien versus Jonathan. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) So, Jonathan Kent's bisexual. Yes. That's exciting. Happy for him, (laughs) I guess.
1: (laughs) That got revealed in, I want to say it's, like, the most recent action
0: comics or something? Yeah. Or an
1: upcoming action comics that they, like, posted to their... Their digital first thing.
0: Yeah. Very similar to the Tim Drake reveal from earlier this year. Uh, The only difference being like this one is like we're sure it's canon. We're like we're not really sure if Tim being bisexual is canon. That's true. Yeah. But it's you know they gave him a boyfriend and he is a one is he was an introduced character for this comic and there you go. It's not like it's somebody who he's like known. for Yeah. A long time. Or it's there's a like, lot of people. Who, there is. There hasn't been like a slow burn.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of people who take an issue with it because the the boyfriend that got introduced is like a video reporter or something, and people are like,
0: he's a TikToker. He's. <laughs> okay.
1: No, people are like, he's dating his mom. Like, what? <laughs>
0: why lots of men do it
1: you are you really that creatively bankrupt that you can't come up with another like profession or interest for superman's love interest
0: yeah so, is this Jonathan? Is he still a teenager? or he's like, so he was sixteen. Like yeah, he
1: gets aged up into a teenager. And that's what another of most people, like most like d c comics fans that aren't like people who are upset about this because they're homophobes are more upset that like Jonathan Kent got aged up, yeah, because they wanted to watch him grow up and like go through his teen years. But in the DC Comics continuity, they were just like, and Jonathan Kent went on a space trip, and he went from, like, 12 to, like, 16 or 18. Yeah. And now he's a teenager.
0: I mean, as somebody who's not really a Superman fan, but is still a Batman fan, I like the reassurance that it's like, oh, don't worry, Damien is still baby. Yeah. Do not worry.
1: Damien's still, like, 13. But, yeah, it's just some, like, weird timey, time warpy stuff with, like, space travel is the reason why Jonathan Kent aged up. Hmm. Um... It just seems like DC couldn't help themselves. They, like, wanted him to be Superman. Yeah. And they were like, they were like, oh, we gotta do it now. Like, we gotta, we gotta speed this aging process up because we can't have, like, a 13-year-old Superman...
0: I don't understand why. <laughs> I guess they can't have two Superboys. Because he's
1: not a man yet. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the other thing that I was talking about. We mentioned this, off- I mentioned this to you off mic, mm-hmm. but I mean, for years, people have been kind of expecting that Tim might be by. People have like shipped him with like Connor Kent, who's Superboy, who's not Superman's Real son, he's sort of Superman's son with Lex Luthor.
1: That was actually pre uh, pre New Fifty Two continuity. In New Fifty Two continuity, Connor Kent is actually a clone of Jonathan Kent, so they're like twins, sort of. Oh, yeah, but like artificially. For a like second, I up. thought
0: you meant Pa Kent. No, no, I was no, like, no, no, what no, no, the no. why does he have powers? No. <laughs> We just cloned some random farmer? No, they,
1: they cloned, they cloned like baby Jonathan Kent. Okay. Junior, I don't know, whatever they're calling him. I don't
0: care. who cares? John. Yeah. Uh, weird. Okay. Yeah, comics
1: well, are weird. So,
0: so, well, the weird thing though is that, you know, they made Tim bi and then they're like, and also Superman also is bi, but not that one. Not, <laughs> yeah. Not the one that we've been building up to them having a relationship with for all these years. You can't have what you want.
1: Super, well, Superboy. I would be Superboy. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's an odd choice. Uh, I mean, if you're happy about it, good for you, I guess. Yeah, Uh,
0: glad you're happy. Glad you're happy. Uh, Hope the storylines are good. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I hope it goes somewhere and not just like, this was a thing that we did for marketing purposes, because it comes off as that to me.
0: Yeah. I don't know. The thing that just bothers me is the like, (laughs) <laughs> when it came out, they, DC made this big thing, and they were like, everyone needs a hero. And it's like, okay, Batwoman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: the question, Ramea Montoya. Yeah. Like, DC has a lot of, like, gay and bi heroes. And yeah. And they, they're like, oh, but we need to make more, I and guess. And, like, Marvel
0: has even more. Like... Yeah. Marvel actually has two heroes that date each other. Well, that's
1: why, I think that's why DC, like, realizes... Oh, they're falling behind? They're falling behind, they need to catch up.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay, um, I also want to cover... So, this is just, uh, audio. I, I didn't know what else to call it, because it's not animation, and it's not anything else... Um, so the more cast members were revealed for the Batman Unburied series. That's the one that's going to be on Spotify.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Uh,
1: their choice for Batman, Winston Duke, did a little spiel, which made me realize that he has an accent that I hope he drops for the series. Where's
0: he? I've seen him in a bunch of things. Where's he from? Is he British?
1: He's, he know, he's in, he was in Black Panther. Well, yeah,
0: what accent does he have?
1: Like, he has like an African sounding accent. Like, it it works in Black Panther, but it it definitely won't work. Okay.
0: Well, okay. So, well, don't worry. Okay. Because I, I've seen Us, which he's in, and he just plays like an American guy.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. So he can do an American accent. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I was like, I was like, I really hope that he drops it. (laughs) Drops that accent. so
0: weird. Is he, hold on. I'm. I need to look up where he's from.
1: Okay, look it up. What what is he? Okay,
0: so fun fact: Winston Duke is from Trinidad and Tobago. Okay.
1: So, so yeah.
0: Okay, cool. But yeah, no. Rest assured, he can do a very good American accent. So much so that I thought he was American <laughs> or possibly British.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gl- I'm glad because, yeah. like I said, I got, he used he you know he uses I guess his regular speaking voice, and I was like, this guy is gonna sound terrible as Batman. No, no. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. He'll,
0: he'll be fine. It's okay. gonna be great. <laughs>
1: Um, that's all I have for that. Um, if you want to learn, like, what the rest of the audio cast was, I didn't recognize any of the names. You can, like, look it up if you want. (laughs) I'm not going to cover. We're not going to get deep into these news stories because we're already at, like, half hour and we still need to cover the comic. Yeah. (laughs) Um, video games. Video games news. Uh, we got a new mobile game that is announced. It's called DC Heroes and Villains. It's a match three game with social features. Fun. Yeah, fun. Uh, we got a new trailer for Gotham Knights, which shows us a bit more of the Court of Owls. It has a vague release date of 2022. So uh, who yeah. knows? Maybe, hopefully earlier in the year. Like I would hope for a summer release, but maybe likely we'll actually get it in like November or something next year. Mm-hmm. Um, the team at Warner Brothers Interactive worked with the original writer of the Court of Owls storyline, Scott Snyder, and expanded on the lore, they said in like the little behind the scenes thingy. Cool. They also showed that the Court of Owls assassins, which are called the Talons, uh, they look like they will be mini boss enemies and they have differing combat styles that players will need to learn how to counteract. Okay. So, so
0: like Batman. Uh, yeah. Sort of like Arkham the Arkham Origins. games.
1: Arkham, yeah, like the Arkham Origins games, where there's different types of enemies. You sort of have to learn the ways to get around them. Although it doesn't have the Arkham like fighting mechanics because it's it's uh, Warner Brothers Interactive doing it. Okay. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, I we again we didn't see like a whole lot of gameplay. They didn't show us much gameplay last time they showed it. Although there was a decent amount at like E3 two years ago or something. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I want to play it, and uh, the fact that it's multiplayer means that I can play it with you. Yay! (laughs) And another multiplayer game that we got to see was the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Uh, They showed a new trailer for that. Again, uh, not much gameplay shown off, if any. I think they showed, like, in-engine... Cutscenes and stuff but we didn't get to see how the game actually works uh the game looks funny yeah. we got we got a lot more time to like see what the characters how the characters are going to be realized in the game uh there's long periods of amanda waller talking uh yeah they, they're like they sort of flesh out sort of the characterizations that they're going for which is nice uh rock also confirmed that this game takes place in the arkhamverse and if you notice, uh, the trailer opens up similar to the game Arkham Asylum, with trucks heading down the road past the Arkham Asylum sign.
0: Ah. So
1: it's like a little nod to their first game. I
0: love that it's going to take place in the Arkham universe. That's yeah. really cool. And
1: it, which raises an interesting question, because in the Arkham universe, Batman, like, faked his death. Uh, or died, and they have, like, in the trailer, there's a Batmobile that you see that drives by. You don't see Batman in it, so, I don't know, maybe it's somebody else that's taken over the Batman mantle. Um, He's they, not dead. They have Jon Stewart's Green Lantern, so it's, it's like, further down in the Justice League's, uh, I don't know, like, continuity. Mm-hmm. The, the age of the Justice League, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, how many years they've been together. Uh, Do we know
0: yet why they have to kill the Justice League?
1: They're being controlled by Brainiac. Oh,
0: okay. it's
1: pretty clear, like in in the trailers, that like at least Superman is being controlled by Brainiac. I think the other characters are being controlled by Brainiac too, because almost all of the other like Justice League members, when they showed them, have like purple in their veins or something. They're being mind controlled, so they need to bring them down. Okay. Um, and then that's the end of the video game news, and finally we end on comics. Uh, so the round the
0: lowliest of all the DC news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those awful paper demons.
1: <laughs> you know what I think is going somewhere? Print.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I believe you. I have to get in my car and drive to a physical store. Yeah,
1: really. Well, count me in. You'll be you'll you'll love this then oh. because the round robin winner, Robins. The 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 thing that we talked about, where the fans voted on what story they wanted to see, and it was a story about the Robins. Uh, it's now available on DC's Digital Comic Library Yay. if you want to read it. Okay. Uh, it's The, the storyline is a girl surfaces that says that she was the first Robin and then tells the other Robins that Batman should have never trained them.
0: Is it Carrie Kelly?
1: I don't know who it is. Okay. I haven't read it. Okay. <laughs> I've been busy with other things. Uh, it will release physically on November 16th. And then I also wanted just to mention this isn't news, but the Batman Audio Adventures eighty page special. So this is like a comic that ties into the Batman Audio Adventures. It came out last week, and I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I it like nails the um, uh, the tone of the show pretty well, and I had fun with it. There's like a lot of really funny interstitials. That's like they could have done this on the on the audio adventures. They just like decided to write it instead.
0: Mm-hmm. that's the end of news?
1: Yep, that is the end of news. We are 40 minutes in. (laughs) Great.
0: So let's talk about a Batman comic.
1: Yeah, let's do it. That's what we're here for.
0: So this week we are reviewing Batman 134, The Rainbow Creature. Mm. The writer was Bill Finger. The penciler slash anchor was Sheldon Maldov, which I think he took on double duty because there are panels in this comic that have no color in them whatsoever. So he was like, I'll do it. It's fine. Uh, the letter was Stan Starkman, and the editors were Murray Boltonoff and George Cashstan.
1: And it has a cover date of September 1960.
0: Yes. Which is actually very important for one of the first points that I'm going to be making. Oh, okay. So the cover of this is a wonderful homage to the beloved children's character, Flat Stanley. (laughs) And the reference is only four years too early. Which is crazy when I looked it up. I was expecting to look up Flat Stanley and it'd be like, first book, 1998 or something like that. But it's 1964 is when Flat Stanley... Came out. I feel like no one in the generations above us ever, like, truly appreciated Talked Flat Stanley. Talked about yeah. Yeah.
1: I remember seeing him in classrooms and stuff when I was a kid. So, yeah, yeah I, I guess I sort of assumed that it was, like, something that had come out recently. A newer thing.
0: Yeah. Well, it's weird. With this comic and with Flat Stanley, I really wonder why people in the 60s didn't think being flattened would cause, like, permanent organ damage. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's really that big of a deal.
1: Yeah. I did want. To, I know. I want to mention uh, the on the cover the rainbow creature that is on the cover. So rainbow creature is turning Batman and Robin flat. Yes. Uh, rainbow creature is giving me Oogie Boogie vibes. He looks like Oogie Boogie from the Nightmare Before Christmas.
0: Yeah, his proportions are not much like a man. He's no. A weird, like, sort of rocky, sort of gelatinous blob. Yeah,
1: it's it's sort of like an upside-down tear shape with little arms and little legs.
0: Yeah, but scary.
1: Yeah, no, he's definitely scary. I would be terrified if that came towards me.
0: Yeah, no, I don't like it, even though it's rainbow. Well, we then get an ad for the Charles Atlas exercise program, which was kind of a coincidence to see, because Josh and I went on a Halloween binge the other night, and we watched Rocky Horror Picture Show, which makes several references to Charles Atlas. Okay. Uh, Like, there's that entire song, after he builds Rocky, the person, and presents him, he sort of, like, co-ops, well, he talks about Charles Atlas, who is, like, the father of, like, bodybuilding, Mm. and he, like, co-ops his uh phrase where he's like in just seven days i can make you a man where it's like you know you can build yourself up in seven days or alternatively i can build you a human being yeah seven like, a, days. like
1: a monster yeah like a, like a frankenstein yeah like a frankenstein's monster like a
0: frankenfurter yes <laughs> it's a good movie i like it
1: it's a weird movie it is a
0: weird movie but it's good
1: Okay, uh, this comic doesn't go zero to 100. It just starts at 100.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we get like a second panel where um, there's a, a, what is that? It's like a hand truck or whatever for, for a railroad is yeah. being v- vaporized.
0: Yeah. Well, our second cover features uh, also a man who is dressed as a conquistador in the <laughs> 1960s. Yeah. And then we get a little preview of what the rocky uh, rainbow creature can do. Namely, turn solid objects into mist. Mm. We begin on location outside of Gotham in a South American republic where the president is thanking Batman and Robin for driving away a rebel named Diaz, Mm. who was attempting to stage a coup, I think?
1: Yeah, so uh, long-time listeners might remember that Batman is a deputized officer of the law in multiple countries. Mm -hmm. This was covered in like a letters to the editor. Um And uh, so I guess that includes this mystery republic that we're in. Yeah. And Batman quelling a South American rebellion is so very Cold War. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's it's very much a, t- a sign of the times that they're like talking about South American rebellions. Yeah.
0: Well, it's weird because yes, he's deputized. And yes, he could have done something about Diaz. But Batman just vaguely sort of says he took care of it. But it doesn't seem like the guy's in jail or anything.
1: <laughs> I think he might have defeated some of his men, and they were like, he like drove him out of town or whatever. Great. Yeah.
0: Very much putting a band aid on a corpse right there. <laughs> well, suddenly a man rides up and starts yelling about a beast that shines with the colors of the rainbow. The beast apparently came from a volcano near where Diaz and his army are hiding. The president orders some soldiers to accompany him in finding the beast, and the dynamic duo tag along. When they find the beast, he's glowing red and walks straight through a solid building, melting any matter in his path. When the beast turns, it no longer has its, like, red stripe down its front uh, as it charges towards the armed men. Thinking quickly, the president orders the men to fire a small missile at the creature.
1: Yeah, of course they have small artillery just lying around. Yeah, they
0: brought it with them. (laughs) It's a South American country in the 60s.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: They very much have tons (laughs) of El Presidente
1: does not leave his house without a small artillery following him.
0: (laughs) However, with a flash of blue light, the shell is frozen and it shatters like glass. And the bridge the men were standing on also crumbles and breaks, plunging the shoulders, the president, and Batman and Robin into the river below.
1: Honestly, aside from that time that he got locked in a boat with a panther, which was in our Scarecrow episode, if anybody's curious, I feel like falling from a bridge might be the most peril that Batman has been in in any of the comics that we've covered so far. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's terrifying.
1: He drops, like, that's like at least two stories, maybe a few more, into the river. Yeah. Like, it's not gonna, they're gonna hit the water hard. Yeah. Okay, you can continue.
0: <laughs> well, ever the heroes, Batman and Robin save the president from a watery fate. Mm. They're even like, it's too strong for him. Let's.
1: But they don't talk them. about his, like, other people who are there helping him out. I guess they can swim better than the president can. They're
0: not in the line of succession. <laughs> so it doesn't matter.
1: Batman and Robin don't have to worry about saving them. Yeah.
0: So later, the group tracks the beast to a nearby copper refinery, where mm-hmm. they learn its powers can be replenished by absorbing color from objects.
1: No, that's not how color works.
0: Yeah, but it is. <laughs> Suddenly, the rebel Diaz, who for some reason is not in jail, <laughs> arrives, claims that he created the beast and will order it to wreak havoc unless the president steps down. And the nearby villagers seem to think this is a great idea for a governmental changeover, especially if it means that their farms won't be destroyed.
1: These two townspeople get so much detail on them that for a second I thought that like Sheldon Moldov didn't do the penciling for them and he got like somebody to just come and do this panel. Mm-hmm. But then the cockeyed guy on the on the right confirms that it's good old Shelly.
0: It's definitely Shelly. <laughs>
1: like nobody can mess up a face like that Mm -mm. (laughs) other than Sheldon
0: mark of a genius (laughs) so meanwhile the dynamic duo attempt a new plan hit the big thing with a solid object as hard as physically possible (laughs) so the two go to town on a hand car like they're in Mario Party and they leap from the car with Robin delivering the line of the issue in my opinion which is quote this should knock that baby for a loop (laughs) i really love that
1: man we gotta put that in our vernacular now
0: i want to know that robin calls every bad guy a baby in his head
1: well what is he he yells at that giant alien in our robin's death episode he's like come come at me big boy
0: yeah big boy baby i'm i am sure now that dick grayson and i have the same vernacular (laughs) in all cases Uh, Well, suddenly the yellow power is revealed when the beast turns the hand car to mist before their very eyes. Mm. And Batman briefly notices that Diaz's men aren't attacking before turning to his ever faithful plan B, punch the monster.
1: Well, we tried ramming it. I guess the only other option that we have is to punch it. Mm -hmm. Which Robin is rightly hesitant. Yes,
0: he is apprehensive. (laughs) I forgot something that I mentioned we were planning this episode. Okay. And okay. now I remembered. Yes. So earlier in the comic, Batman's like, okay, we've seen what the red thing does. We've seen what the blue thing does. I wonder what the yellow and green thing are. Uh-huh. And I asked you to make a guess about what you thought the powers were before you got that far in the comic. Uh-huh. But then by that point, you told me that you already knew what they
1: were. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I,
0: so, well, let me say my guesses and then I'll have you say yours. Okay, got So it. before I knew what the yellow and green ones did, I thought the yellow one was going to be some sort of like electricity power because we're, you know, fire, water, electricity. electricity. Electricity, Earth. That's what I was figuring. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the green power was going to be some sort of like terraforming or I could like manipulate the Earth and like throw things at people. That was my guess. And you said that was close, which it's not. Well,
1: okay, Yeah, because I misread like the the thing when I was doing my preliminary research.
0: So what did you think the yellow and green were? Lemon and lime. (laughs) I hate you.
1: It's like Sprite. (laughs)
0: Oh my god! Well, then, why wouldn't the red be cherry and the blue be blue raspberry? Oh,
1: man, oh, you're making me hungry. We should make a, a push pop or something. That's that's the, the rainbow creature theme. The
0: rainbow creature, just as craggly and. <laughs>
1: I mean it it would be yeah it would be hard to like screw up you know usually when you get those character popsicles and they look nothing like the character because the eyes are all off and stuff
0: this one would be right
1: this one would be right because the rainbow creature just looks amorphous
0: yeah all right.
1: Yeah, Lemon and Lion. That's right. what it is.
0: So, yes, they punch the monster. Robin seems apprehensive, and he's right to be. As the second they approach, the green power is revealed, and the dynamic duo are flat, stand lead, as thin as leaves. Yeah. Uh, and they're so light that they float away on the wind. And mm. uh, I really don't understand how this doesn't destroy your ability to breathe and talk. They say <laughs> things to each other. Robin's like, How long do you think this will last? And Batman's like, Oh. Uh, but they're flat. <laughs> I don't have much time to wonder though, since one panel later uh, they are back to normal and facing down an impending charge from Diaz's army. Batman then rallies the people of the village, revealing that Diaz and his men are just as scared of this creature as they are. Uh, And here, to go back to your point about this being very Cold War, Mm. propaganda, too. Being like, oh yeah, I am the rebel leader, and I created this bad monster. Exactly. (laughs) Ah, here you go. Um, And Diaz attempts to silence Batman with a shower of bullets, but Batman is backed by the villagers, and they attack Diaz's army in all-out war. However, Batman, realizing that inciting a riot sometimes hurts people, decides to create a diversion. Well, and the
1: fact that Diaz's men are, like, armed heavily, and these villagers are just, like, farmers.
0: I mean, I'm sure they got pitchforks.
1: Yeah. 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 Versus rifles.
0: Well, he decides to create a diversion to drive out the army. And thinking quickly, he runs into a nearby toy shop and uh, is suddenly then running out, warning the people that the Rainbow Beast is right behind him. Mm. And there's, you know, flashes of light behind him to prove that the Rainbow Beast is back. However, once the army is gone... Batman reveals his ruse. It wasn't the Beast this time, merely a prism placed on a sunny table. And our science quota for the issue is complete.
1: There we go. Yep. Yep. (laughs) We we have now had one educational thing. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Later, the dynamic duo lure the Rainbow Beast into their final trap. A gauntlet of sorts, meant to drain the Beast of all of his powers. First, a solid wall for him to melt through. Mm -hmm. Next, a shower of gunfire for him to freeze. Mm -hmm. Then, a useless jeep that fades into a cloud of mist. Uh And finally, some volunteer (laughs) soldiers who get all of their organs flattened like a steamroller. But it's okay. Batman tells them not to worry. It's only temporary.
1: This is a great panel to like w- look at out of context. If you were just to post this of like these guys getting flat stand lead, which we're turning into a verb and yeah. and him ye- yelling like, don't worry, it's temporary.
0: It's only temporary. It looks
1: like Batman is the one who perpetrates it if you don't have the context around it.
0: Very terrifying. <laughs> Finally, with the beast drained of color, the dynamic duo prepare to strike the creature with a big pointy stick. However, before they can attack, the beast cracks and breaks into a thousand pieces that float away on the wind. Hmm. Its colors were its life force, and without them, he is no more. Sad ending.
1: I don't think it's that sad.
0: (laughs) I hope he floats away and lands in a Lazarus pit.
1: Well, the president says that it's not going to come back, and he speaks with a lot of confidence for um, a guy who doesn't have any evidence. Typical politician, am I right? Am
0: I right? (laughs) Well, I think it's sad.
1: What's the moral of the story?
0: Oh, the moral of the story is, when in doubt, just punch the thing that's trying to attack you. (laughs) It could be okay. Or it could flat Stanley you. The moral of the story is, don't let your organs become flattened, it's not temporary and you won't be okay okay you know what though i know it's not batman but it reminds me of uh when we go on the superman ride at six flags great adventure <laughs> with the pretzel loop it literally feels like you're being steamrolled so it's true i don't enjoy that feeling so i don't think i would like being flat Stanley
1: okay well before we go into the the other appearances of the rainbow creature. I did want to cover some of the letters to the Batcave, some of the the, the reader letters in this issue, because we get some real gems in this one. Um, one, one person asked the editor uh, what material Batman and Robin's costumes are made of, and the response is that they aren't made of any one material. They consist of a number of natural and synthetic fibers combined to provide the greatest amount of comfort and mobility and strength. Hmm. Uh, dear editor... Can't close friends of Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson figure out their secret identities of Batman and Robin from the sound of their voices? Uh, to which the editor responds, That's always a possibility, of course, which is why the Cape Crime Fighters alter their voices slightly when they assume the Batman and Robin roles. Which was interesting to me because I was like, oh yeah. This is a comic. Nobody can know that they're altering their voices. Yeah. And there, at that point, had only been, like, one adaption of Batman, which was those, like, World the War Cereals. II films. Yeah, the serials. Which, you know, a, a kid from in the 60s probably wouldn't have seen those, because they were released, like, 20, 10, 20 years beforehand.
0: Yeah, they didn't have VHSs.
1: And that's true. They had film reels. I guess if your family was rich enough to, like, buy a Batman serial film reel. Maybe. Um, and then the, the last one, the last wait, letter, wait, what's that? I,
0: I want to talk about okay. the, the various ways that in live action they, they combat that now. Oh. If you've got a good actor, yeah. like Kevin Conroy, yes. you can just have someone make the distinction between the two voices. Where like, Bruce Wayne talks up here. Hi, Bruce Wayne, nice to meet you. Mm. And Batman talks down here. He is the knight in vengeance. And these two men don't sound anything alike. Or if you have a bad actor... You can just give him a voice-changing, you know, thing. Lucius, set him up with a voice-changer. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, the voice-changer thing doesn't really make any sense to me. I guess... It makes him, sometimes it makes him sound more intimidating, which he's going for. Like, if he's trying to instill fear into the hearts of criminals, if he sounds like a demon or something, that yeah. would help.
0: I mean, that's the one thing that I do kind of like about, as silly as it is, the Christian Bale Batman voice, that, like, no man talks like that. <laughs> but it is an effective way <laughs> of disguising your identity. <laughs> Except when you go up to someone and you literally quote back to them the very memorable thing they said to you the day before. When he's like, "It's not who I am underneath,
1: but what I do that defines
0: me." He just sounds like he has a bunch
1: of marbles in his mouth. I don't like. And it. She's
0: like, "Okay, obviously I know it's you, Bruce. Like, <laughs> what the hell?" It's okay. He wanted her to know.
1: Okay, and then the, the last uh, letter to the editor that I wanted to, to cover was. It says, "Robin isn't old enough to get a driver's license. How come he's allowed to drive the Batmobile?" <laughs>
0: deputized.
1: Which is, yeah, so the editor responds to, because of the special job that he performs for Law & Order, Gotham City Police Department issued Robin a special driver's license, which the other police departments honor. That's good.
0: <laughs> when does he drive the Batmobile?
1: Oh, uh, Every once in a while he'll drive the Batmobile. I think they actually make a point in this. 60s tv series that he doesn't drive the batmobile yeah because he's not licensed
0: yeah i feel like they make a point of that in like the the schumacher movies too
1: oh maybe no well no that's just the chicks dig the car thing (laughs) he rides a motorcycle in those movies i'm pretty sure right
0: well he doesn't drive the batmobile (laughs)
1: okay batman doesn't need a a license to drive the batmobile no cop is pulling him over he's not gonna stop for the cop. they could try they could try but he's not gonna stop for him Okay, uh, let's go over the Rainbow Creature. It's time for Rogue Roundup.
0: Yay, tell me how he comes back.
1: So Rainbow Creature would not resurface again until 2008. Oh my God. So it took him a whole 68 years to actually come back. And no, sorry. No. 40, 48 years. Sorry. I was...
0: <laughs> You're usually so good at math. Okay, go ahead.
1: Uh, So anyway, yeah, 2008, where he get a cameo in Ambush Bug Year None, issue number four.
0: Those words (laughs) passed through my head and gave me a stroke. (laughs) I'm sorry, what?
1: Ambush Bug. Okay. Year None. Okay. Where the rainbow creature is living in Batman's secret space prison for embarrassments from his past. And it's at this point okay. that I should note that Ambush Bug is sort of like DC's Deadpool. Okay, he's a meta character who knows that he's in a comic. Okay, um, the Eraser, Polka Dot Man, and Zodiac Master are also in this uh, secret prison. <laughs>
0: what the hell is Ambush Bug?
1: Like I just told you, okay, but he's I've never DC's version of of Deadpool, How except he I... has teleporting powers, except instead of regenerating powers. How
0: have I never heard of this character or ever seen him at a convention? Does he not wear like a like a skin tight suit? He
1: does wear a skin tight suit. He and it has antenna on it. He looks like a bug.
0: Okay, I've <laughs> never. Have you ever heard of this character? Yeah, before? I did.
1: He's he was in like the most recent Suicide Squad run. He's like a member of the Suicide Squad. The most recent Suicide Squad run.
0: Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I'm just. What is year none?
1: I think it's just like a play on Batman Year, year one. one. Yeah, where they're like, because he's a silly character, they did a silly name. A for Year this con- none. Yeah. Okay. Um.
0: Oh, okay. W- one more question. Okay. Yeah. Is the secret space prison where Batman keeps all of his embarrassing secrets near Space Fort Knox?
1: Probably. Okay. They don't. Again, they don't cover that in the comic. Okay. Okay. Ambush Bug gets sent there, and then he gets sent back to Earth after meeting these. This like. Turn style of weird, like, Silver Age guys. Okay. Um, an eraser, the eraser in this one is not a guy with a costume. He has, like, eraser, he has, like, pencil hands.
0: <laughs> it's just so <laughs> weird. We didn't mention this when we did our Eraser I think episode. we did.
1: I actually think I might have mentioned it. Okay. I think... Actually, did you do
0: our road Roundup for the Eraser? I thought I did. Okay.
1: I think you did say it. It's, again, it's probably it passed through your mind and you just like completely forgot about it afterward. Yep.
0: That's... It's the secret comment... You know how like, um... Like Shazam has a wake word. Uh-huh. And then also... You're just talking
1: about like Russian sleeper agents. Sleeper agents,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. They have a, a word that makes them... You know, just completely forget what they're doing and and kill their target, yeah. and then they can go back to being ambush. A ambush
1: bug year nun is what makes you forget the it's, last three
0: seconds. It's, it's my wake word that makes me fly into a rage <laughs> and forget what's happening. I,
1: I also want to mention that one of uh, one of ambush bugs like antagonists is a twist on DC's old mascot Johnny DC, who tries to arrest ambush bug for crimes against the continuity. <laughs>
0: I love that. <laughs> D- Who does he look like? Who does uh, Johnny DC look like?
1: I, I he I think he looks like the old Johnny DC character.
0: Okay, because <clears throat> because um, Marvel has a character who's like one of their like gods of their universe, and he just looks like Jack Kirby. <laughs> so DC should do the same thing and have him no. just, oh, just look like Bill Finger. Well.
1: In in ambush bug year none, uh, like the writer of the comic is a character in the comic, and Great. and they say that he's like a puppet of ambush bug, who's like ambush bug is using to try and become relevant. It's wild. It's okay. it's super meta.
0: Very booster gold of him.
1: Exactly. Um, let's see here. Uh, Yes, so he appeared in that. He also, Rainbow Creature, has a cameo in 2009's Batman R.I.P., just like many of his other long-forgotten villains, is, like, when the memories are, like, flowing through his head or whatever. Mm -hmm. In 2016's DC Rebirth Holiday Special... The rainbow creature shows up for a whopping three panels.
0: Wow!
1: <laughs> this comic establishes that he is from the Cotopaxi volcano in Ecuador.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, Batman attempts to get Superman to trick the rainbow creature into using its powers up, but Superman ends up smashing it to pieces before they actually get it to use up all its power. Oh my god. <laughs> um, it just like falls into chunks after Superman hits it really hard. Poor thing. <laughs> Uh, and also after that, the Superman and Batman bond over how their sons want this year's hottest toy. Okay, <laughs> it's a really funny like holiday special that's just sort of feel good holiday stories about the heroes. Um, like most of the weird Silver Age villains, the Rainbow Creature also appears in Batman: The Brave and the Bold television series. He is in one of the shows, like teasers, like one of the mini sort of stories they do before the theme song plays. And he has the same powers that he has in this comic, but instead of being a like creature from a volcano, he's created by the old school version of the Firefly as a like weapon to defeat Batman.
0: Okay, that's an origin story. Yeah. I'm really upset that this comic didn't give us any sort of origin story. They're just like, here he is. He's
1: a a monster from a volcano.
0: He came came from a volcano.
1: I mean, it's no worse than, like, Playface's origin where he's just, it's just like, it's magic goop that he dropped himself into.
0: But I would just assume, like, I don't know, like a prism from space crashed into a volcano. Like, that's something.
1: You're, You're upset that they didn't give you a setup panel like they did with Starro.
0: Like Anybody. It's like
1: Star is from space, and here's here's this deal.
0: Yeah, tell me he's from space. I'll believe it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't believe that Earth volcanoes can produce that, <laughs> like just on their own.
1: This is DC world, though. Yeah. Like you know, it's it's fake comic world.
0: Stuff like that doesn't. There's always a scientist who like you know t- puts some chemicals and a rock that he found in his backyard in a <laughs> volcano to try to create. Something, and it created the rainbow creature. Like, it doesn't need to make sense, but it does have to be a setup. So, okay, at least this one. This
1: was like a Monster of the Week thing. They didn't even care.
0: Usually they care at least a little bit.
1: Uh, yeah, so that's, that's literally all of the appearances of the Rainbow Creature. Hmm. He only appears in, he appears as like a cameo twice. He's sort of set up as a villain once. And then he's again, like in the Brave and the Bold television series. And that's it. It's the only times you've ever been in stuff.
0: It doesn't make sense to me which characters get to have longevity as a yeah. rogue and which ones don't. Because like, when you think about it, like Riddler is not that deep. He's no. he's extremely similar to a ton of other yeah. villains like Clue Master. Clue
1: Master, uh, like Zodiac Master, is kind of on par with him. It's just like like the Riddler is is riddles in general, and like all of other all of the other like weird Batman villains that we've covered are like they leave clues, but they're like themed clues to a specific thing. Yeah, I guess riddles is in, in itself is a theme.
0: Yeah, but it's like. Like, I don't really understand why over the years people have been like, oh, yeah, let's keep reusing the Riddler. He's so interesting and deep. When, like, none of them really are. (laughs) I mean... Mr. Freeze only recently became deep in the last like you know thirty years. That's true. A good job, yeah. With Paul Dini giving yeah. him some sort of meaning.
1: I think that that's what it is. Is like some writer has to pull the character and mm-hmm. write interesting stories for them. The only exceptions to this rule are like Catwoman and Joker, who were like there at the beginning in the Silver Age. Yeah,
0: and there's always like so much you can do with them.
1: Exactly, but like all the other characters the fact that they get reused and like are solid members of the rogues gallery is just that like people wrote a lot of stories about them. Yeah. And like writers could think of more stuff to do with them.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I would just really like to see like a straightforward Batman movie where the villain is just like Mad Hatter. Yeah. <laughs> or like ventriloquist.
1: That would be great. I would, I would love a ventriloquist movie.
0: I would love this this Batman movie that's coming out soon to be the ventriloquist. <laughs> like, it's not. You I know can, that. I can. I can more see the ventriloquist being someone who like live streams his like serial murders. <laughs> also, like that's a show, okay. That's, that's a
1: Calendar Man thing to do, yeah. isn't well,
0: it? Okay. In any case, like live streaming your serial kills is like such a stupid thing to do in a day and age where like we have like you know geolocation for yeah. devices that makes no sense that anyone would do that you know people were able to remember that uh that thing that shia labeouf did where you like put up a flag oh my and gosh. then it became just a big thing where people were trying to figure out where the flag was yes it, even the when world's he,
1: largest game of capture the flag even
0: when he put it in a in like inside a room with like no background no windows no
1: doors yeah within a
0: matter of hours based on flight patterns and hearing like engines of planes flying overhead people were able to locate it yeah like we can like don't (laughs) live stream your crimes anyway
1: i'm sure that we can talk about that when the batman movie comes out and we watch it
0: yes we will all right well rainbow creature one and done. <laughs> sad to see. Sad to see that. But
1: yeah, he he should be brought back for more. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, what else do you do with him really, though?
0: I mean, I didn't I didn't think I was going to be that emotionally attached to Starro. But in the hands <laughs> of the right director, anyone can be a great villain.
1: I guess so. I think about you want to s- see like a James Gunn reimagining of the rainbow creature. They
0: didn't need to reimagine Starro. They just <laughs> need to reimagine how they kill him but ultimately he was still just a big space starfish who has who like has babies and they attach to your face they didn't have to give him any sort of like deep like he's complicated and blah 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 no he's just a he's just an alien and but he has feelings (sighs) i think about starro every day (laughs) (laughs) so thank you james gunn for that
1: (laughs) okay Uh, well if listeners would like to get in touch with us you can reach us at our email which is batmatespodcast at gmail.com you can follow our twitter at batmates um is there any other way that they could get in touch with us
0: you could just run up to me on the street and tell me (laughs) you gotta
1: find us first yeah
0: find me first uh
1: you can leave a five-star review on our itunes page and we will read it aloud on the podcast
0: yeah you should you should do that All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.